At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to it. It is time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live per usual here out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Displays, Illinois. Plenty of action to unfold while I'm here with you for the next hour. 15 minutes from now, we'll be joined by Scott Spritzer out in Sin City. Pro Sports Better will go all over the board. I know he's going to have some thoughts in baseball some NBA and probably some hockey if we get a little bit of chance as well with Scott. That'll be in 15 minutes. Half hour from now, of course, we've got the Kentucky Derby to look forward to. Sean Alvarez, an expert when it comes to betting the ponies, will give us some of his top plays, which horse he thinks he's going to win outright, how the weather may be a factor, and just everything and all things surrounding the Kentucky Derby. That will be in 30 minutes. Then at the end of the show, I got a series bet, or rather a few of them actually, that caught my attention. I think I teased it last night. If not, I was talking about it on the Chicago City cast. But especially in that Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers series before game two goes off tonight, I want to tell you a couple of ways I'm looking to handicap that series. And I got one play in the Stanley Cup postseason this evening. We uh, got a nice rebuttal from our loss on Monday with Tampa Bay. The Avalanche treated us well. They covered the puck line with ease. So we're coming off a nice 3-1 effort with our plays last night. Looking to keep that rolling. And, well, we're looking to keep that rolling in terms of baseball as well. Because, of course, we still got the Crosstown Classic going on. And I wanted to preview this game because I do have a bet that I am looking to make for this matchup. So let's go ahead and preview it. 
for game two of the Crosstown Classic. The White Sox got the job done last night, 3-1 to one against the Cubbies. And the odds are telling you that the White Sox have a decent chance to do it once again. They're up to minus 143 as the road favorite at Bat Rivers. The Cubbies as a home underdog. Catching plus 125. Totals at 7. The juice keeps coming in on the under. Minus 124 currently is what we're seeing. The over is plus 104 with the total steady at 7. So, again, we know why this total is low. I mean, it's kind of the dead ball era in a sense right now in Major League Baseball. You got two teams who can't hit. Yesterday's total was like six and a half, and it ended four. And just like yesterday, although not to the extreme, the wind is blowing in. The weather's better here in Chicago. It's sunny. It's not raining. But the wind's still blowing in about seven to ten miles per hour. And you got two of the key pitchers for each respective squad being Lucas Giolito and Kyle Hendricks. Now, I might as well begin with Kyle Hendricks and my synopsis on Hendricks. I talked about this before the season. I've talked about it during the season. But Kyle Hendricks is such a volatile pitcher at this point in his career. He even talked about it in his most recent presser about having to stay consistent. But unfortunately, he can't have consistency because that's just where he is at this point in his career. I mean, you look at some of his outings. Opening day, he allowed one earned run against Milwaukee. Then he went to Pittsburgh, gave up six earned runs, then two versus Tampa Bay, then zero versus Pittsburgh. That's when the Cubs won 21-0. But then he went back to Milwaukee and gave up six again. So it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing with Kyle Hendricks this year. And really, it was the same situation last season. Now, granted, when he has pitched well, it's been at Wrigley Field thus, uh, thus far this season. But look, it's the White Sox are building some momentum from yesterday. And I get it that the White Sox are a squad that hits better particularly against lefties, but there are some guys on this lineup for the White Sox who have done pretty well against Kyle Hendricks. Tim Anderson, who had a home run last night, for example, is 6-for-16 six against Hendricks in his career. Furthermore, you look at his group of Jose Abreu, Josh Harrison, and Luis Robert, all I believe are in the lineup tonight. They're batting a combined 5-20, 26-for-50, with six home runs against Kyle Hendricks. And looking at the underlying stats for Hendricks, I know every Cubs fan wants to back him because they still think he's the Hendricks of old. And look, he'll give you a good start every now and then, like we discussed, to make you think that way. But really, it's for me with Hendricks, it's either pass or you fade him. Because he's 1-2, and two, he's got a bad ERA of 5.47, and his FIP replicates how bad he's been as well at 5.06. And then his whip, same thing, not great, 1.50. So, again, he's coming off that bad performance at Milwaukee, giving up six earned runs. And, hey, maybe he does have a vintage Kyle Hendricks start and can do well enough, but there's always a possibility because the more faith that I have in this White Sox lineup, even though they've been struggling, they have the likelihood to come alive at some point as opposed to the Cubs bats who have still continued to struggle and only a few guys throughout the lineup that's presented right now have faced Giolito. It's a lot of new faces and a lot of guys that we know don't hit for power. Now, Giolito has struggled against the Cubs, 1-3 with an 8.71 ERA. But the last time he's faced the Cubbies, it's not been since 2019. A completely different lineup for Chicago. No star hitters really as of this point, except for Wilson Contreras and hopefully and potentially say Suzuki. But Lucas Giolito's had somewhat of a strange season to begin. He's had the injury he's dealt with, so he's only started a few games. He's 0-1. Solid ERA, 2.57, good uh, FIP of 3.07, and again, a respectable whip then of 
Now, he did give up three earned runs in his most recent outing versus the Angels, and the Sox coincidentally have lost all three of his starts. But again, I think as, as minimal as it may seem, I think the Sox team is slowly building momentum, even though it's just a two-game back-to-back win streak, if you want to call it that right now. But it's always kind of vamped up, right? When you're going against the Cubbies in the Crosstown Classic, the Sox have dominated this series as of late. They've won four straight now at the friendly confines, and they've also taken eight out of the last ten. They need to get on a little streak here. And what better night to do it than trusting one of your aces in Giolito, coming off a nice win for the White Sox, and going up against a Kyle Hendricks who was very shaky as at this point in his career. The White Sox open minus 140. They've ticked up to close to 150, but right now you're seeing it settle at about minus a buck 43, and that's actually what I'm laying tonight with the Southsiders. Diehard Cubs fan here, but I'm being objective in the Crosstown Classic, looking at it from the betting angle, and I think the White Sox do have the advantage, and I'm going to lay the price with them on the money line this evening. So that's what I got here in the Chicagoland area. Let's take it out toward the east coast well a little north rather uh toronto blue jays taking on the yankees how about the yankees man i mean 11 game winning streak Ooh, this team is red hot and blue jays well they've lost their last two both coming against the yankees and i'm feeling like there's a good chance it could happen again tonight so the yankees are putting out cortez the southpaw has been out to a fantastic start this year now he started four games he's only gotten one win but he's been really solid 1.31 era his FIP is 1.43 and a solid whip of 0.87. Now, he's already faced Toronto. This was his first game pitching in 2022. And in that matchup, he went 4.1 innings pitched, allowed just three hits, no earned runs, and tallied five Ks. The Yankees did win that game for nothing. Opposing Cortez, another southpaw. Kikuchi going to be taking the bump for the Blue Jays. And, man, Kikuchi's always a guy I wanted to back when he was with the Mariners, but he really was never that strong. And it, it, you're seeing the same thing here with the Blue Jays thus far. I mean, he's 0-1, but in four games started, folks, he's got an ERA of 5.52 and a FIP of 6.62. Terrible all around. And his whip's almost at two flat. It's 1.91 to be exact, but very, very... Uh, look, it's just very hard to trust him, I guess is what you want to say if you want to put it politely. And he did go against the Yankees in that same game that Cortez faced him. And in that matchup, Kikuchi only went 3.1 innings pitched, allowed five hits, three runs, walked two guys, had two strikeouts. And remember, again, Toronto lost that game for nothing. But aside from the starting pitching, what can we look at for the remaining squad, the bullpen numbers? Uh, the Blue Jays have a bad bullpen ERA of 4.15. They are somewhat promising, though, considering their whip collectively as a bullpen unit is 1.17, which, oddly enough, is shorter than the Yankees' bullpen whip of 1.23. However, the Yanks have an ERA in their bullpen of 2.40. I believe that's second best in Major League Baseball. Well, what about the batting splits? Who could thrive in this specific setting? Well, the Yankees against Southpaws do particularly well. They're about 800 OPS-wise. That's in comparison to them hitting 733 against righties. As for the Blue Jays, they're actually worse off against southpaws, hitting just 670 OPS-wise against lefties. And then when they're facing righties, they tend to do a little bit better, 715 OPS. So the advantages, not only the starting pitching, but the bullpen and the hitting looks like it stacks up for yet another Yankees win. The Yanks opened up about minus 125 at Bet Rivers, and you've seen that continuously go toward the Bronx Bombers because now they're up to minus 148 here 
at the Bet River Sportsbook. If that's too steep for you, you could always lay the run in the hook with the Yankees. You're getting the value of plus 120. Now, you could look at the Blue Jays plus 125 or take the run in the hook with Toronto, minus a buck 50. Total, by the way, open date went up to eight and a half. The way I'm betting it, I am also going on the money line in this spot. And again, I got it at the price of minus 143 with the Yankees. I think they keep their streak going. And typically, this isn't a spot that I necessarily want to jump into with the Yankees winning the last two against a respectable team in Toronto and the Yankees just being on such a big winning streak. But it's really hard to ignore this pitching matchup, the starters being with Kikuchi and Cortez. I mean, Cortez has been unreal, and Kikuchi, again, has not really lived up to any expectations that may have been set for him. And further along, you could be, well, Danny, what about looking in the first five? And yeah, I considered it, but I believe the past, or rather the first two games of this series, the Yankees were either tied or losing in the first five versus the Blue Jays, and then the bats came alive deeper in the game. And no, that doesn't mean that's going to be what happens in this game, but just to have that extra comfort so if the Yankees get down or it's a tie game, whatever it may be, you have a chance still for these Yankee bats to get alive in this lethal lineup that's been doing very, very well as of late and specifically against lefties. So I'm rolling with the Yankees on the money line, minus a buck 43, and also the White Sox on the money line, also at minus 143. So those are the two plays we got in baseball. Don't worry, many more bets to come here, not only for myself at the end of the show, but coming up next with pro sports better Scott Spritzer hopping on right here on Rush Hour. It is VEASAN, the sports betting network. Plenty more to come here on this Wednesday evening. Stick with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll get set up with multiple episodes a week. Great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live here in the Windy City. But we take it out to the West Coast now to bring in our guy Scott Spritzer at Scott Wins, where you can catch him on the tweet. Scott, I know we're going all over the place tonight, so I'm pumped for it, my man. Thank you for making some time. We might as well start off on the hardwood with a couple of NBA postseason games we have to look forward to this evening. And I know you got an official play in this later one, so we might as well begin there. And tell us about Phoenix and Dallas, my friend, because Dallas in this spot catching about six in the hook. Total we're seeing around 216 and a half. We know how great Luka is, and really the concerns for this Dallas team is can the role players step up? Do you believe they have what it takes to stay within this number for game two? me tonight but uh, I'm looking at this game and I had Phoenix in game one and I was you know fortunate to get the win at the end there the cover because they were basically laying five and a half six I was laying six and it was down to five you know late and then they were able to close out with a couple of free throws and get that cover Uh, but it was a bad first half for Dallas they got destroyed on the glass throughout the game including especially I guess I could say in the first half and really couldn't quite get over the hump down the stretch. But, you know, this team's outstanding against the spread on the road against elite-level teams, teams that went over 60% of their games at home, and I expect that to happen tonight. 
And, you know, you got Phoenix, who, like Boston, is one of two teams that's you know, top five in both offensive and defensive efficiency this season. Dallas is actually sixth in NBA in defensive efficiency, so maybe not as efficient on the offensive end as some of these teams that we like to back, but they definitely can get it done on defense. I think they'll work on the glass after that minus 15 performance on the boards in game one. Uh, again, I thought I was fortunate to get the win down the stretch, a couple of free throws late. Uh, but as many advantages, Danny, that Phoenix had throughout that game, including winning some of those hustle stats by a wide margin, now it's still a five-point game at the very end until those free throws. So I do think Dallas can, get, uh, can, can hang this number and keep it close inside that six. And I do believe you're going to see a concerted effort to get, as, as you call them, the role player, players involved so it's not all on the shoulders of Doncic. I saw a prop on Doncic of over 33 and a half. You'll probably still get there, but I think you'll see other players uh, being utilized a little bit more, trying to get their open looks at the basket. And also again, going after those uh, missed shots on the offensive glass a little bit harder than they did in game one. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking the same kind of way you are too. I personally didn't get involved in this matchup, but you know, Dallas, if they can get on, they can really compete with anybody. They've been a sporadic team like that in many different situations. And like you said, I mean, we can envision Luca's probably going to get there. And if he's able to get that help, well, again, they could probably keep this thing close. So Scott looking at taking the points with Dallas in that situation. Uh, and again, uh, Scott, I know you don't necessarily have an official play in this next game, but tell us if you got a lean or something with Philly in Miami. Spreads at 8 we're seeing right now. Total at about 208. Really low total. But we know without Embiid, maybe lack of offense. We know how great Miami's defense is. But is it almost too low, you think? Yeah, I do. I think it's a little bit too low. I, I didn't get involved in it, but I would go with the over and stay away from the side due to Embiid, as you mentioned, being out again. And, you know, it's just not the 76ers that made the postseason if Embiid's not on the floor. And then on the flip side, you got Miami with a bunch of bumps and bruises. I did see just in the last, oh, let's say 30 minutes that Tyler Harrow has been upgraded to probable with that ankle injury. But they've still got, you know, four or five players who are listed as anywhere from questionable to probable. Kyle Lowry, of course, is out. But I do think that you're going to see a higher scoring game this time around, despite all of that stuff. I mean, Danny, the Sixers and Heat went 15 of 70 combined in their three-point shooting last time out. That's 21.5%. Both of these teams are much better shooting teams from the deep perimeter uh, on the norm. So that was a bit of an anomaly. I, I do believe we're going to see this game land about 212, 213 by the time it's said and done. But again, it's, it's a play I'm going to pass. With all those bumps and bruises, with them beat out, it's just an opinion on the over. All right, got you. Well, Scott, let's transition over to the Diamond. Talk a little bit of baseball tonight. Uh, tell us about this Orioles and Twins matchup. We see Minnesota up to minus a buck 37 as a road favorite. Baltimore plus 118. Short total, but really it seems like every game is a short total. Seven in the hook with the juice on the under. What angle did you approach for this game? Yeah, Danny, I usually try to keep my plays at a buck 25 if they're favored down to, you know, pick them. And then, of course, underdogs. But there is the occasional buck 35, buck 40, where I think there's value in that favorite. This is one of those. And I know Kyle Bradish, the young righty for the O's, wasn't bad at all in his first start against the Red Sox. The one thing that I noticed about him and looking at a couple of innings that he pitched in that game was that he left a few over the dish. 
and got away with it outside of one home run in, in five or six innings. And, and it's dangerous to do that against the Twins. You can't leave it over the plate against Minnesota. They're a top 10 team in home runs per nine innings. Uh, they've got more than one. They've got a couple of the guys who can go deep. Uh, and they're winning games thanks to great defensive play. They don't shoot themselves in the foot when they're the field. They're one of the top, what, six or seven teams as far as least amount of errors committed, and the bullpen takes care of business. So now with all that you know, rolled together and you get Dylan Bundy, who's been pitching extremely well for the Twins, off a good start, off to a good start, uh, going up against this Baltimore team that is bad in just about every metric where Minnesota is good. I just don't think the O's are going to be able to hang around. I don't know that it's going to be you know, a, a game where Minnesota takes the lead early. I think it's going to be one of those games where after the first half of the game, they're going to start to come around, the bullpen takes over, and they go on to get the victory. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm leaning toward the Twins in that matchup. And, Scott, this next one with the Red Sox and Angels, I think you and I had a similar mindset as well. However, I didn't end up pulling the trigger officially, so I'm glad I get to hear your thought process on it. But tell us again about Boston and Los Angeles here, the Angels plus 117, the Red Sox, a team up to minus 136. And I know you were just talking about sometimes you're not necessarily comfortable laying that much unless you have a lot of conviction the Red Sox, to me, I don't know why, but this season in particular, I'm just a little bit unfamiliar with them, and I know they've struggled. They haven't had the best hitting. So I wasn't totally just confident in backing them in this spot, although, like I said, I was leaning toward it. So what was your reasoning for trusting Boston at Fenway tonight? Well, you know, one of the things I did, Danny, is I made this a first five play. So you're laying a buck 35 to a buck 40 in those first five with Boston, you got to shop around a little bit to try to find a buck 35. But, you know, it, it was a couple of things. I mean, all of a sudden you got the Angels who can't score runs. And, and, man, I don't know if you saw last night's game at Fenway, Danny, but they're swinging. I'm watching the entire game. They're swinging early, the Halos. They swing at every first pitch, it seemed like. And, and everything that comes across the plate, they're hacking at. Uh, they're not working pitchers deep into counts. I mean, Michael Walker threw, I believe it was five pitches in the first and seven pitches in the second. He had six outs recorded on 12 pitches. And they came up swinging at the first pitch again in the third. So they're really showing little patience right now, almost like they're pressing a little bit uh, since they've been in this little bit of a scoring drought. And you got to make guys work, and right now they aren't. And then you got Taylor Ward, who's out tonight. you got Joe Adele, who's out tonight, both getting just the night off or some rest. Garrett Whitlock is going for the Bow Sox, and he's likely to go just a few innings. But, man, he's been as good as it gets, 20 punch-outs, He's given up just one and run, 13 base runners, and 16 and two-thirds. And again, he's not going to go deeper than four in all likelihood, maybe even an inning less. But I still think they get the job done in the first five. And as far as Reed Detmers, who's going for the Halos, the sample size may be low. Three road starts last year, one road start this year. But he's been an absolute disaster away from home in those four outings. The Sox hit lefties well. They did it at home last year, last, uh, last season, and again this season. So, you know, as long as Boston keeps hitting lefties well at home and I can find a setup like this, I got to back him. I don't like the Angels' bullpen, so it's not like I'm scared of the Angels' yeah. bullpen. But I think after the first five innings is where we want to go in this one and then let everything else happen after that, after we hopefully cash that ticket. Yeah, uh, trusting Joe Madden in his bullpen is not really a viable way to approach it. So going first five, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, hey, whatever you want to go with it, I completely get it. So, uh, Scott, before we let you go here, though, maybe 30 to 45 seconds left. Hockey tonight, Toronto, you're looking at them to get another dub. Is that right? 
Yeah, I am, and I get why people want to back the Lightning here. I totally understand it. Maple Leafs laying about a buck twenty-five, and they really got a, a shot in the arm. It was funny because they had a game misconduct on Kyle Clifford in the first period the other night, but they killed a five-minute Tampa power play, and they did it convincingly, and it really set the tone for the rest of the game. But they dominated in game one. I get all the hoopla about Vasilevsky and everything he's done off a playoff loss, but I really think Toronto is the better team and gets it done tonight. No seesaw here. I think Toronto gets the win. Boom, love it. Scott Spritzer, ladies and gentlemen, at Scott Wins, where you can catch him on Twitter. Great analysis all throughout the top sports. And, Scott, we appreciate you, as always, making some time, my friend. Thanks, Danny. Always a pleasure. You bet. There he is. Once again, Scott Spritzer on Twitter, at Scott Wins. Just a recap, going Toronto, the puck line against the Lightning. I know we have the Lightning, but I'm, I kind of I can't disagree. Not only did they lose, they got smoked out, 5 nothing. So Toronto coming out with some vengeance probably in game two. Uh, Red Sox first five versus the Angels. Twins money line versus the Orioles. And then he had the Mavs taking the points against the Phoenix Suns. So big shout out to Scott. Coming next, we're taking it in a unique direction. We're talking some ponies, Kentucky Derby action. Coming next with Sean Alvarez here on Rush Out. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now, VEASAN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every single race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the Roses. So go ahead, pre-order your copy now for only $9.99, and you can get a hold of that at VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. Once again, that's VSIN.com slash derby guy all righty well speaking of the kentucky derby we might as well spend a few minutes talking about it here on rush hour welcome back into the mix again i'm danny burke broadcasting live out of the bet river sports book and you know uh, our next guest and i were talking about this it's it's a hell of a week right you got the hockey postseason right now you got the nba postseason baseball and of course we've got the kentucky derby so what would you be able to complain about nothing's the right answer so let's go ahead bring him in sean alvarez ladies and gentlemen at smooth turn two where you could catch him on the tweets loves betting the ponies and does it exceptionally well so sean thank you for making some time i know you're thrilled this week leading up into it and before we get into some of your angles that you're looking to bet the race why don't you go ahead and tell some people maybe some advice or tips or just a way you strategize looking in to the kentucky derby before you really even just nail down who you want to bet yeah absolutely i appreciate you guys having me on danny uh but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Kentucky Derby is one of those races that we're, you know, we're not going to see a whole lot um, about the rest of the year. It's a three-year-old um, race only. It's a 20-horse field. There's actually two also eligibles, just in case one, you know, we get one or two scratches before Friday morning. But it's a big race. There's going to be plenty of opinions. Um, so if you like a horse, you're going to be able to be talked into it, whether it be on the, you know, on the coverage, whether it be one of us talking about it on Twitter or on Beeson. Um, it's definitely one of those big races that everybody's geared up for. And, you know, it's it, play your opinions. There's going to be plenty of people, whether it be, they be friends of yours or, you know, someone like us, um, they're going to be talking about it all the way leading up until that Saturday afternoon. So, you know, enjoy it. Um, it's definitely one, one of a kind. Uh, and, and I think we'll see that come Saturday. 
Now, Sean, it's always kind of tricky or interesting, whichever way you want to go about it, to handicap when it comes to horse racing, and I'm sure the Kentucky Derby specifically, is the weather, right? It looks like there is a possibility that it could be raining. How does this affect the race, and how does this, or did it maybe, affect your handicapping going into it? Yeah, you know, I follow a couple guys on Twitter, and based on what they're saying, we're looking at about an inch to an inch and a half Friday morning. We should start seeing sunlight come into effect, come into the afternoon that day, and really just a light drizzle comes uh, Saturday. So the fact that we get 11 races on top of Friday as well, you can kind of see how the track's playing out, adjust your bets accordingly. Um, as far as the Kentucky Derby goes, they're three-year-old horses. A lot of them haven't seen a muddy track yet. So I wouldn't downgrade anybody, but there's definitely some of these have, who have either proven themselves on a wet track or have the breeding to really uh, flourish in it. So I wouldn't downgrade anybody, but I would definitely, you know, move move a couple horses up if if uh, if we do see some precipitation. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, who are some of those horses that you would move up because of that? And did any of them? end up being a top outright winner or whatever kind of betting angles you took? I know you're looking in some of the exactas, the exotic bets and stuff like that, but in terms of outright winners, how many did you take a dabble on? You know, I, I try not to go too deep in the outright winners, um, get a little bit a little bit heavier in, in the exotic plays, but the more and more I handicapped the race, I just I kept coming back to, uh, to Taba. You know, we're going to hear a lot about it. Bob Baffert couldn't run in the Kentucky Derby. This is a Baffert horse, no matter what you see on the training angle. Um, moved over to Tim Yachtin for the Santa Anita Derby. Won the race um, pretty convincingly against his stablemate at the time. Got in the, got in the Derby. Um, but kind of going back on what you said about moving a horse up. This is a horse out of candy ride by gun runner. The horse is bred to enjoy enjoy an off track. Candy rides can run over any surfaces thrown at, thrown at them. Gun runner ran well on an off track. So if we do get that precipitation, I would look at twelve. He's also the horse that I can't I can't quite get away from at twelve to one. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, pretty good value there. Like you said, the twelve horse at twelve to one odds right now. And like we said, I mean, Sean, not only do you have the outright right there, but you're also looking at some other ways that you can bet it with those exactas. And I know you're telling my producer about an interesting strategy you have. So if you could expound on that a little bit, tell us how you're looking to do just that for Saturday. Yeah, you know, I kind of touched on it about how everybody's going to have an opinion. If you go through this race, this 22, 20 horse field, 22 with also eligibles, it, they're in this race for a reason, whether they're 30 to one on the morning line or the three to one, uh, three to one favorite. So as you're going through it, you're going to find something in the form that you love. So what, how I handicapped this race is I went through the form and I tried to punch holes in the form, tried to find those red flags on horses that I didn't necessarily love. And the, the two that popped out on me were the three epicenter at seven to two and the morning line favorite, the 10 Zandon at three to one. Now, neither one of these have done much, if anything, wrong. They're easily the two best horses in the field. Um, but the three epicenter, as I said, the, with the three, he's got 17 horses that are going to come barreling down on him out of, out of the uh, gate. This horse likes to be somewhat horridly placed, but he also doesn't want to go too fast. As I alluded to with the three-to-one morning line fav favorite, this horse, Zandon, is going to come off the pace. At most of, if we get a quick fraction, especially if, epicenter is involved in that all that's going to do is help that closing kick flavian pratt's riding the 10 uh zandon he's one of if not the best rider in the country 
But again, now we're talking about a 20 horse field. This horse might have 10, maybe 14 horses where he's going to have to navigate traffic. I don't really want to swallow three to one or seven to two when I get a chance to bet on a 20 horse field. So that's again, what took me back to Taba. I also liked Messier, which is the stable mate of the Yak team, Baffert, however you want to call it. And then I also like the two uh, uh, Brad Cox horses, uh, 16 Cyberknife and the tw- and the 19 Zozos. Both of them are at 20 to 1. So since I can punch the holes in Epicenter and Zandon, I don't think either one of them are. Could they win? Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to bet on them to win with those prices. So I'm going to key them in second. I'm going to key them underneath. One of those two horses has to come in second. If one of them comes in first, that also breaks my ticket. But I'm going to have that 6, 12, 16, and 19 on top to kind of try and get that price um, in, in that exact and, and see if we can get a nice payout. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I like that strategy. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Sean, before we let you get out of here, now, assuming whatever may come to fruition post-Kentucky Derby, does that take a big impact into how you look to bet the remainder of being the Preakness and Belmont Stakes? I mean, does that have a big impact if Taba ends up coming through? Do you look to back him once again, or is it all different depending on the exact course? How do you look to strategize those? Well, you know, the great thing about horse racing is, you know, it's a paramutual sport. So whatever they whatever they leave the gate at is what we're going to get. If Taba in the Kentucky Derby has to take happens to take more money, that's the price that we're going to get, unless you're betting it out of fixed odds or futures. Um, I do take the race into consideration. Now, the Kentucky Derby is a 20-horse field. The Preakness is usually 8 to 12, depending on, you know, what kind of world beater we might get if Epicenter or Zandon, you know, runs off by three or four lengths and then comes back in the Preakness. We might see more horses skip the Preakness and go to the Belmont. This is their three-year-old horses. They're young. And that Triple Crown, the Triple Crown schedule can get very taxing on them if they're not really going for the Triple Crown. So, you know, we get that luxury of being able to see the draw, see what horses we're going to go up against, maybe the pace of the race, you know, maybe a jockey jumps off um, and and goes somewhere else. That might be a telling sign as well. So I do factor it in, but the Preakness and and the Kentucky Derby are drastically different races and we need to take it with a grain of salt. Awesome. Well, hey, Sean, we really appreciate it, especially to a novice such as myself that only really gets involved when it becomes around the Triple Crown time and beginning with the Kentucky Derby. So really appreciate you explaining all that in depth and giving us some of your plays. Best of luck, my friend. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate you guys having me on. You got it. Once again, that's Sean Alvarez, folks. Give him a follow on Twitter at Smooth. Turn to the number two on the tweet. So big shout out to him. Looking forward to it this Saturday with the Kentucky Derby again. Taba is a horse that he likes outright at about 12 to 1. The number 12 horse you can get right now. So again, that time of the year. A lot of excitement and a lot to look forward to. And also what you can look forward to here at VEASAN is our Best Bets podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you want more of those betting insights, not only with the Kentucky Derby, but with the NBA postseason, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, we'll give you an edge here at VEASAN. So go on, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from the sportsbooks not only in Vegas, but across the entire country. So check it out now. The VEASAN Best Bets podcast, uh, podcast excuse me, at VEASAN.com slash podcast 
or wherever you get your podcasts available. So coming up next, we got our final segment. That means a different version of Danny's Dimes. We already gave you a couple bets in Major League Baseball, but now we got one in hockey coming next and a few series bets. Stick around. It is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Stanley Cup playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL postseason. Through the postseason, you can place three same game parlays of $10 or more on each round, and you'll receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. Think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions do apply. Seaside for details. Create your ideal combination with same game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or 
at betrivers.com. All righty, we are wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Wednesday evening. We've given out a couple of plays in Major League Baseball, but let's get into it officially with Danny's Dimes, a.k.a. My Best Bets, where we will recap the baseball from the beginning, but I also want to introduce a few more angles that I am betting for tonight and beyond in both hockey and the NBA. But let's go ahead and start with the puck and look at one of the games tonight, 8.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop in Minnesota. The Wild hosting the Blues after St. Louis routed Minnesota 4-0 in the first game of their playoff series. But we flash forward to tonight. We see Minnesota, despite losing game one, really in a bad way, as a minus-137 favorite. St. Louis plus-118 as the road dog. Total currently at six in the hook. Little bit of juice to the under, minus 115. Now, the total opened six, so again, it's moved up to six in the hook. In terms of the money line here, Minnesota opened as low as minus a buck 21, and again, you've seen the movement now up to minus 137. St. Louis opened plus 111. Now we see them at plus 118. You're curious about the puck line. If you want to lay the puck in the hook with the Wild, you're getting plus 175. And if you want to take the puck in the hook at Bat Rivers with St. Louis, you are laying minus 210. So look, not only did St. Louis dominate the Wild in game one, but really just this long streak has been a dominant streak for St. Louis. I mean, they're 12-1-1 in 14 regular season games against Minnesota. And you saw what they were able to do in game one. It was quality over quantity for this Blues team. And it was really crazy because both teams had six power play opportunities. The Blues took advantage of two of them, and clearly Minnesota took advantage of zero. But the Wild actually outshot, outhit, and won more faceoffs than St. Louis did. Huso had a great game, right? He saved 37 shots on 37 attempts. So Flurry on the other side, though, not the same case. He saved uh, 27 on 31 attempts. Look, I'm thinking it's kind of a bounce back here. We talked with Nick Elberga at the beginning of the week. He thinks this series goes seven games. And I'm not going to be shocked if that's the case, but let's be honest, in order for that to come to fruition, you got to think Minnesota's got to bounce back here. And we know they have a great offense, one of the best in the National Hockey League. They can really compete with anybody. you got to give Fleury some help. you got to take advantage of your opportunities, specifically with the power play advantage. And I believe Minnesota can do that tonight. The market seems to believe that. So I'm going ahead, and I'm going to trust Minnesota this evening. I believe I got them at about minus 135. Again, right now they're minus 137. I still see that as a plausible betting option in the hockey slate this evening. So give me the Minnesota Wild on the money line, hoping they can knock this series up at one apiece. So we're going to be Wild fans this night on the ice. Let's go over to the hardwood, though. I don't have a bet with the game specifically tonight, but a game that is going tonight, I have some interest with their series prices. So let's take it down to South Beach, where the Heat, once again, a pretty sizable favorite against the Sixers, who are still missing Joel Embiid. An eight-point favorite is Miami. They're minus 385 on the money line. The Sixers are 3-1 to one as the dog, and a short total of 208. So I was kind of contemplating this last night, and I'm going through these series prices, thinking of what I maybe can do and how things might shift. And look, uh, to me, Miami... Well, we already took a minus 170 to win the series before the Joel Embiid news came about. And then obviously that thing skyrocketed afterward. And then after Miami won game one, now they're up to minus 625, whereas Philly's plus 440. 
Of course, you don't want to lay minus 625 with the heat, but were there any other avenues we could approach? Well, yeah, of course, you could look at the exact prices that the series will finish. So if you look around at the best numbers in the state of Illinois, Bet Rivers has the Miami Heat the sweep at a price of plus 325. All right, maybe you have confidence in that. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think it could also be a gentleman's sweep. Well, if you think that could be the case, you could also entertain that thought and look at the Heat to win in five. Best number in the state of Illinois is at plus 200, two to one odds. So we could implement the strategy that we've done before in these type of situations that we're currently sweating out with the Bucks and Celtics series is betting both of these simultaneously and still looking to get a winner. Because if you're betting in this example, 100 on each, 100 for the Heat to sweep at plus 325, course you'd win 325 bucks but if that hits and you're also investing 100 in them to win in five well then you minus 100 then you'd still make a 225 dollar profit now if the heat were to win in a gentleman's sweep you'd win 200 but then you would take away the 100 you invested in them to win in four games so you'd come out making a hundred dollars and look i i get it there's different ways you can look to bet it with the total games in the series series spread all of those type of things but because of the payout you're getting potentially for them to sweep I think that's pretty juicy there at plus 325 and also tagging that along with the Heat to win in five at two to one. Look, you could do kind of a half unit guy if you wanted it or take a flyer on each, but I ended up taking a flyer on each of those to Heat to sweep at plus 325 and Miami to win in five at two to one. I think they get the job done tonight and Embiid, I mean, he's targeting to come back in game three, right? But we don't know that officially. And even if he does, all right, then maybe you give a game there to the Sixers to win, but I still feel like Miami is just such a well-organized team with the better coach. Doc Rivers is losing his mind with what he's doing with DeAndre Jordan, and Miami's ready for this moment. They're uber competitive. You've seen it throughout the regular season, how fiery they can be, especially Jimmy Butler. They want to make this as easy as they can on themselves, not stretch it out, and I got a lot of faith in Miami here. So not only did I do that, but then I did a little bit more shopping around because you can look at the series spread, right? You could do like Miami to lay two in the hook. And of course, with that being said, they would have to win in a sweep or five games. But the price varied anywhere from minus 115 to minus 125 to do so. But also, if you shop around here in the state of Illinois, once again, I saw the heat on the series spread at minus one and a half, meaning they could win in a sweep. They could win in five. Or, of course, they could win in six. Now, you're not getting plus money on it, obviously, or even laying what some would probably consider an appropriate price to lay. It's minus $2. But to me, in this situation, value is relative. Because I would have the Heat minus one and a half on the series spread, considering they are minus 625 to win the series. And if they're going to win the series, you think it's actually going to go to seven games? In my opinion, no shot. So minus $2, I think, is a good bargain for a price that I think should be set at maybe like minus 350 That's personally what I would have it. Because even if the Sixers do make it a series, I just do not see Miami letting this go to seven games. Even if Embiid is back in the mix. You saw the Sixers struggling a little bit with the Raptors. We still know how inept Doc Rivers can be, especially in the postseason. So again, I know when people think about value, you're thinking about getting plus money. But value's relative in this situation, considering I think it should be like minus 350 for Miami, minus one and a half on the series spread. You're giving me the opportunity to lay $2 with them to win in four, five, or six. I'll gladly take that as well. So obviously, we're very high in the heat. I'm laying one and a half on the series spread, minus $2. 
Hoops taking some flyers on them to win in a sweep at plus 325 and 25 at 2-1. We're already sweating out them to win the series minus 170 from a week ago. But those are the additions we've got to our series bets in the postseason right now. And remember, we're still sweating out all we've got for the Bucks and the Celtics. We bet that series over five and a half games at minus the Bucks 67. We also bet Milwaukee to win in six at plus 550 and Milwaukee to win in seven at seven to one. It's funny how these odds change so drastically. Now that the Celtics won game two, they come back as about a minus 134 favorite and the Bucks are plus 110. Whereas after Milwaukee won game one, of course, that was flipped. So always monitor these, keep an eye out on it, and also just have an idea in your mind how you think it's going to go down, and then you can correlate that to see where the value is based on the overreactions sometimes on these series prices. But that's what I'm adding to our palette for our NBA bets. Remember, in hockey tonight specifically, though, taking the Wild on the money line, minus 135. Our baseball bets, we're taking the White Sox in the Crosstown Classic tonight. Minus the buck 43. And then also we got the Yankees to keep up their winning streak. Minus 143 is what we're hoping they cash in on against the Blue Jays. So we're rooting for the Bronx Bombers. But that's what we got for the slate this evening. And by the way, I know I talked about it on Monday. If Tampa Bay didn't come through, which they didn't, that I would look to bounce back on them with their series price. But not only did they lose, it was just a very terrible loss, 5 nothing. And the market's moving away from them in Game 2 here. We know Scott Spritzer liked the Maple Leafs, and I don't blame him. So at that point, if you still like the Lightning, I mean, and maybe they lose this game, of course you're going to get a lot better value. It's tough to come down from 2-0, but... Hey, uh, that's just a thought. So I'm going to still hold off on that and see how they play tonight. But otherwise, that is everything we are rolling with this evening. Thank you for joining us once again here on Rush Hour. Best of luck with all your plays and enjoy all the slate of games. We will be back tomorrow once again. Plenty more in the NBA, plenty more in hockey and Major League Baseball. Excited to catch up once again. But until then, take care, folks, and good luck cashing all your bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack 
Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.